You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Hoosiers, the final one of our first week. Thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers a part of your day. At any point this week, if you guys tuned in, I cannot say thank you enough. I am your host, Jacob Rude, and we are one step closer to IU football being back. I honestly can't remember a time I was ever this excited for IU football, as I'm sure most of you guys are. IU had their media day today. We have so much to talk about, um, but again, thank you guys for subscribing, listening, sharing the podcast, anything you guys have done to help out. We appreciate it. Um, let your friends know, let your family know about this podcast as we try to to grow and spread the word and um, let people know all about IU Sports. Today's show is brought to you by Locked On Big Ten. There's simply no better place to get all your Big Ten news than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten podcast. You can follow them on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I was on there earlier this week to talk receivers for uh, the Big Ten this season. Obviously, I mentioned Ty Freifogel. Um, talked a little bit about Ohio State, a little bit about Purdue. Um, so hop on over there after this podcast. Give them a listen if you want to hear about um, some of the, the names to watch for in the Big Ten this season. Today, as I said... IU held their media day. We had Coach Allen, Tom Allen speaking. We had both coordinators speaking. We had Michael Penix. We had Marcelino Ball. We had the special teams coach. We're not going to have quotes from all of those guys today because we want to keep this short, but we are going to have some quotes from uh, Tom Allen, from Penix, and from Ball. Um, just kind of look at some of the notable things that they said today. Before we jump into all those quotes, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at. You can follow me at Jacob Rude. And finally, I promised, I spent the whole week talking about it. We have a Twitter account. Please follow the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. Um, we have our Twitter account set up. I am trying to get everything set up on that end so that we can provide you as much uh, news on social media as well. So it is at LO underscore Hoosiers. Just type in Locked on Hoosiers and we should pop up for you guys. We're going to jump into these quotes because there were a lot of them, especially Tom Allen is not a brief man, as I'm sure most of you know when talking. So we're going to try to get into as much as we can while also not boring you to death with uh, these long quotes. Coach Allen spoke on Thursday 1st. Practice starts today, um, but they had their team picture and interviews on Thursday. A um, couple notable things that I kind of pinpointed. Um, the first, which was kind of what everybody thought, but he made it made note of it on Michael Penix. Uh, he said, quote, I think he's right where I expected him to be coming into fall camp, where I hoped he would be coming into fall camp. Expecting him to be our starter on September 4th, to me, that's really the most accurate part I can say in regard to that. I feel good about where he is mentally and physically. 
I know it's been a long haul for him. He's once again responded and stepped up to the challenge. Now, if you want to be a little pessimistic, um, it's hard not to be at times with IU football because you're just waiting on what's going to happen to ruin all the fun. Um, Saying he expects him to be the starter is not naming him the starter. I don't expect him to name a starter. Maybe not until right before the game. That's um, happened before, but um, that they're planning on him being ready for September 4th certainly is optimistic. Um, We'll have quotes from him uh, later in the show, but um, the first bit of good news, at least, is that they're expecting him to be the starter on opening day at Iowa. Um, Great news, especially considering when he tore his ACL last season, middle of the season. Um, I'm not sure it was a given that he would be ready for the start of the year. So um, based on everything we had heard, it sounded like he was going to be ready. And that was one of the first things I searched for when I um, looked up the transcript today. All these transcripts are available on IU's website if you want to read the whole thing. There's videos as well, but um, I'm trying to condense a about 35-minute um, presser from Tom Allen into about a seven-minute segment. So I'm sure I'm going to leave some things out. Um, one of the other interesting quotes he gave was about on expectations this year. A quote, we've been pretty clear on our goals, haven't shied away from it. We finished second in the Big Ten East last year. Our goal is to play in the Big Ten title game and win the game. There's a lot of things that have to happen before that occurs, though. Skipping forward, a lot of expectations. That's been the challenge, is to go from believing, and I believe that we have a team that believes, to now expecting a certain outcome on game day. That's going to be kind of an interesting point for... uh, the Hoosiers this year, is that last season they were this underdog Cinderella feel-good story nobody really saw coming, um, and this season they have expectations, and they have pressure, and they have, um, it comes with some excitement, a lot of support, but there's a certain weight that, um, or a burden that is going to be carried by this team going into this season that, honestly, we haven't seen since maybe the 90s early 90s late 80s um certainly not in any recent history of IU football has a team had this many expectations this much pressure uh whatever you whatever word you want to use um there people expect IU to compete this year and that's not something that's happened in a long time so it's going to be interesting to see how they switch that mentality um and are able to head into the season mentally, and if that changes anything for him. Last full quote on the transfers I thought was interesting because we talked about that earlier in the week. Um, Quote, we don't vary the process we go through to recruit guys, whether they're transfers or out of high school, so getting guys that fit with us, that, that to me heightens the opportunity for the mesh. When guys understand the LEO culture we've created within that culture, I don't care who gets credit because it's not about me. You bring in the guys that it's all about them. They want all the credit. That will fracture your culture. That will fracture your locker room. That will not allow us to be our best on game day. The best team wins on game day, not the best group of individuals. Uh, Skip ahead. Bottom line, that's the key. Last year's group had a great chemistry. They played well together. They found a way to make critical plays at critical times. That's what the great teams do. We have to continue to elevate that and keep chasing greatness. 
That goes back to the conversation we had earlier in the week about the transfers, the approach IU was taking with them that not many other places do, and as we talked about the camaraderie last year's team had and that scene from the end of the Wisconsin game um, with everybody congratulating coach and whatnot. So um, it's interesting to hear them say that they kind of recruit transfers the same way they recruit prospects. It makes sense because if you have the same kind of core beliefs or around your program, it doesn't really matter who you're trying to bring in. If they buy in, then they should work out. So it's interesting in that regard, but I thought it was something we I would share since it's something we talked about earlier in the week. Um, some brief points. No clarity really on the running backs. Obviously, Stephen Carr is the first one on the depth chart. Samson James is behind him. He was asked really kind of about the the running backs, and he didn't really give any kind of clarity, and that's probably not something we're going to hear from him. It's going to be something we see on the football field. He mentioned David Ellis as well. He mentioned Tim Baldwin. Um, That'll be something as well to pay attention to in the fall practice. About two weeks that they have before school starts will be um, kind of time for guys to separate themselves. Said he wants a top 10 defense in the nation this year. They were top 25 last year, um, number one in a handful of categories. Um, And the last note, he said Marcelino Ball will be ready for September 4th. Another huge plus. We will hear some quotes from Marcelino later and talk a little bit about him. All in all, um, it just has me excited for more IU football. And those weren't the only quotes that had me excited. We have stuff from Penix and from Ball um, a little bit later. So before we jump into those, let me tell you about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to Built Bar fans, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors, whether it's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange... Give me cookies and cream, anything that's always going to be my preference, or German chocolate. If you haven't tried the flavors, you can get a mixed box that has all of them, so you can pick your favorite as well. Um, Not only are they better tasting, they are healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, uh, between 130 and 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, so amazing flavors, tasty and healthy. Um, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. They are competing in the Olympics, as we talked about um, earlier in the week, with the Olympics finishing up now. So, if you want to experience Built Bar yourself, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Next up. Michael Penix also spoke on Thursday. Certainly a lot of eyes on him this season. Um, He was asked about what he has gained the past few months. Obviously hasn't been able to do all the physical uh, things of being a quarterback throughout that time. So the focus for him was um, mentally. Uh, Quote, I'm trying to make sure I stay sharp in my film study. In this offseason, I couldn't do as much as I wanted with the injury, so taking as many mental reps as possible was big for me. Also watching and encouraging the guys whenever I wasn't in on a rep, making sure that everyone stayed sound and that we stayed together so that everything flows smoothly. 
Even though I might not have been on the field in the rep, I still took that rep with them mentally. If I saw something that I liked or that I didn't like, I made sure that I talked to the guys so we could correct it. I know that is what it's going to take to win the Big Ten this year. As cliche as this is about to sound, that is exactly what I want to hear from my quarterback. Um, They are kind of the leader of the team, um, especially on the offense. So to hear him say that um, is music to the ears. Um, He had a couple other things. He talked about taking part in the Manning Academy, which he did this summer. There was some uh, video of that that made rounds on social media. Um, obviously working with Peyton and Eli, he said, as well as some high school and college coaches spoke a little bit about that experience and how big of a positive it was. He was able to throw a little bit during that. Um, but obviously he was limited in just about everything during the off season. He also spoke about meeting with new transfers. We've talked quite a bit about DJ Matthews, um, coming in from Florida state who looks to likely have a big role in the team this year, as well as Cameron Buckley. Said he spoke with them, got with them during the summer. They've watched film together. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how quickly those two adjust to Indiana's system and the level of trust he will have in those two. When I was on the Big Ten, Locked On Big Ten podcast, I kind of talked about the level of trust that Penix had in Ty Freifogel and why that was a big key to their success and developing that. He also had that with Watt Fillier, obviously, but with Fillier gone, he's going to have to develop that with other guys, whether it's a Miles Marshall or a, Matt, a DJ Matthews or a Buckley. Somebody, Peyton Hendershot, another one that will certainly have that trust, but building that relationship with his targets is going to be huge. Um, and... And the example of how much focus, how many eyes are on him for Penix this season is just the list of awards watch list he is on. On Thursday, it was announced he was on the Manning Award watch list. That as well as the Walter Camp Player of the Year Award, the Maxwell Award, the Davey O'Brien Award, and he was one of 10 players to receive Big Ten preseason honors. Um, Certainly just kind of emblematic of the expectations Indiana is going to have this season, the expectations he's going to have. And honestly, um, he still has some things to prove. Uh, when I Again, I, I referenced the Locked On podcast because Nate um, said that he is not sold on Penix yet. And I think it's a little unfair, but I could kind of see some degree his point because Penix basically hasn't finished a season yet. Um, he's had flashes. Certainly, every game he played last season, um, he looked great for the most part. Wasn't great in that Penn State game until it really mattered. Um, but he needs to play more than six games, to be honest, um, which is what he's played in each of the last two years before them ending early to injury. So putting together a full season um, and just that sustained level that he showed last year is going to be a challenge for him. Um, Honestly, if he's able to do that, then Indiana is going to meet the expectations that they have set for them. Um, I think he is that good based on what he showed last year. Um, 
and this Indiana team around him is supremely talented. So, um, he has a lot of pressure on him. If maybe more than anyone else on this team, um, he showed a lot last year. He caught everybody's attention, just like this Indiana team has everybody's attention. Um, they're not sneaking up on anybody now. Neither is he. Teams are going to be game planning for that um, passing game now, and uh, he certainly has to step up to the challenge. The good news is he's routinely done that, as Coach Allen said um, during his part of the press conference, but this will be a challenge unlike any he's faced yet, both physically in his recovery and then just from the aspect of having so many teams focused on him. We are going to finish up talking about Marcelino Ball, um, his role in the defense, his experience he talked about, um, both in terms of going through his injury last year and just the amount of time he's been in the program. He's um, mirrored every season of the Tom Allen era. Uh, He came in with Tom Allen when he was a coordinator, and he is going to finish up his career this season. So we will look into some of the things he said and uh, what he is, uh, his expectations are going into this season as well. To me, Marcelino Ball is one of the more fascinating players on the team. Um, He is a supremely, supremely talented player, and he was from day one. I don't necessarily know if Tom Allen is going to keep this Husky position that he basically invented for Marcelino Ball. I don't know if it would have existed without Ball. Um, but it was always very clear based on just his size and his skill. He's built like a linebacker and he moves like a safety that he was always going to be this kind of hybrid player. And this Husky position has suited him perfectly. Um, I don't know if that'll be a position that they keep moving forward. Um, they certainly kept it last year, so I would imagine so, but I think Marcelino Ball kind of embodies, um, what they want out of that. And he is going to be a hard player to replace. Um, they certainly didn't look like they missed him last season. But um, I think if Ball is able to come into the season healthy, which everything sounds like he will, then this could be a really impressive season um, to wrap up his campaign. It is um, fascinating to look back in 2016 when he came here. Um, as a freshman and started right away um, playing for um, Kevin Wilson in his final year. They make a bowl game. That was the season that uh, Wilson was fired before the bowl game. Uh, Tom Allen takes over. They lose to Utah um, in that heartbreaker as they do in seemingly every bowl game. And Ball has been here through the ups and downs both personally and as a team. Um, didn't make it in 2017-18, um, come back in 2019, and uh, frustrating again, that loss to Tennessee. He plays a whole season and then gets injured last year before the season even starts, and he talked about that. Um, he said on last season and kind of his rehab process, quote, It was exciting yet hard. If you're a kid and you're grounded, but all your friends get to go out, it's exciting for your friends and you're not jealous of them, but you're like, dang, I have to stay in the house. I think it was like the fourth game of the season. 
We just got another interception, and I was on my third month of rehab. I was frustrated that I couldn't go out there and play because they were making so many plays. I looked up if there was any chance he he basically looked up if there was any chance he could do anything three months after an ACL surgery. Said, I didn't get any results. Coming back now, going into fall camp, they're going to be hard days. Uh, it's tough, but the perspective I have to have for it, uh, the perspective I have for it to be taken away, I know what it feels like. My excitement is through the roof regardless of what happens. Obviously, we're striving for everything. We're striving for a Big Ten championship and the Rose Bowl. I've seen what they've done without me, so me coming back is nothing but sheer joy. That is why I am excited for what he can do this season because multiple times he spoke about not getting the chance to play last year and now coming back, having that taken away from him, it typically makes guys hungrier when they come back. Um, I am so excited to see what he can do this season. He's going to be a focal point of that defense. He also talked, as we mentioned, about the time he's been in the program. Uh, quote, it hits me in a way like coming in as a freshman wanting to just take over the world and we ended up short in that bowl game to Utah. We went to a bowl game but ended up short. In my sophomore year, we didn't go to a bowl game and it hurt. Junior year, we ended up short again. I know what it feels like to be a loser. In 2019, we took that leap. We fell short in 2019 and 2020, but we still took the leap like you all have seen. It was an obvious leap. My perspective is different. You always want to be around winners. I was always a follower. I always wanted to follow someone who was going to lead me to success. Now I'm that guy and people are looking to me in some way, shape, or form to be the leader. All those years following guys that are successful, now it's time for me to take on that torch. Going into this year, I feel like I can be an asset as far as leading us to success and continuing to win. I don't know about you, but that has me fired up for him for this season. Again, I keep saying it. I'm excited. Um, And honestly, if he is able to stay healthy, I would not put it out of the realm of him being one of our best players this season. Obviously, Taiwan Mullen is going to be the focus. He should be. He's incredibly talented. You have guys like Micah McFadden that are coming back that are certainly going to draw a lot of attention. But Marcelino Ball has been supremely talented, has had a terrific individual career with IU, and clearly wants to finish it up with some team success. I'm talking about the Big Ten, a Big Ten title in the Rose Bowl, just like Coach Allen did. Um, and it is going to be a exciting season for him. I'm ready to watch it. Hopefully he's able to stay healthy and finish on a high that he deserves for what he's done for this program. So that is all for us today, for this week. I thank you so much for being a part of the conversation throughout this week. Again, we have the Twitter account set up. Go follow at LO underscore Hoosiers. Um, Do it as soon as this show ends. And then after that, rate and review the podcast. Um, Let me know what you like, what you don't like, and we will figure out how to get this thing rolling smoothly. We will be back next week to talk about the first weekend of practice. If there's any big takeaways, um, basketball coach, Mike Woodson spoke with Andy Katz. We will talk about that early next week as well. Um, and then there is IU basketball going on next weekend. So 
lot to look forward to. Lot, we're that much closer to an IU football game. Um, we're inching in. We're going to bring in some people to talk to as we get closer, some guests. So if there's any guests you want to bring in, uh, leave a, a review on an Apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, tweet at me, at Jacob Rood. Tweet at the show, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Let me know who you want to see on the podcast, and we will work to get them on here. Um, after you do all that, if you're still in the mood, um, betting on the Hoosiers and college football doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And Elio.